Hello, and welcome to our Secular Sponsor Speaker Series. Each week we hear from an Overeaters Anonymous member who has attained and maintained abstinence without God and has served as a sponsor to other members. The series also provides opportunities for secular OA members who don't have a sponsor or are interested in exposure to a variety of points of view to learn from the experience of others. We encourage everyone to sponsor others up to the level of their own recovery and to use these tools with each other as peers. If you are willing to sponsor or to work as a peer, please post a message at secular.overeaters.community at gmail.com. Again, the email address is secular.overeaters.community at gmail.com. For additional information about abstinence without God, go to secularovereaters.org. And now, let's hear from this week's Secular OA sponsor. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, My name is Lisa, and I'm a compulsive overeater. My topic today is willingness, saying yes to sponsoring. I will often read a paragraph for the opening of the meeting, and occasionally we will give a share. My comfort level really is to just listen to the meetings, as I feel I still have so much to learn. Admittedly, I had reservations about agreeing to speaking today, and even more reservations developed after I agreed to speaking today, but I decided I was going to step outside my comfort zone and just go for it. So here goes, folks. My primary concern today about sharing my story is that my story is a lot different from the stories that I hear on a regular basis at these meetings. Not everyone's compulsive overeating journey begins in childhood, and mine did not. Instead of focusing on the differences in my story, I decided to focus on the similarities that I have with all of you in this room. I am a compulsive overeater. I eat binge foods to experience the ease and comfort that they give. Requirement for membership in OA is a desire to stop compulsive overeating, and I have that desire. Prior to joining OA, I found myself oftentimes with my hand in the bag of food, leading to my mouth going back and forth, hand to food, and it came to the point to where I was thinking, Lisa, you need to stop. Lisa, you've had enough. It's time to stop now and seemingly being unable to do that. My weight was steadily rising as a result. And as the big book states, this is a progressive illness and I was certainly experiencing that. It is said you hit rock bottom when you stop digging. And thankfully I stopped digging sooner rather than later. Another commonality that I share with those in this room is that I too have tried to lose weight through weigh and pay, through pay and eat prepackaged food, through the cabbage, grapefruit, hot dog, banana, hard boiled egg, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera diets. I was losing and gaining the same weight over and over and actually gaining more weight each time I tried. I am a compulsive eater. And as the big book says, I have an allergy of the body and a twist of the mind, which is to say, once I start eating, I can't stop and I can't stop from starting to eat my binge foods. I'm relatively new to OA, having been in the program for about 18 months. I have been abstinent for 10 months, 
and I am even, thank you, and I am even newer to sponsoring. In fact, I am currently working with my first sponsee. What I am here is to share my experience, strength, and hope with saying yes to the first sponsee, not to sharing my experience, strength, and hope with sponsoring in general. Perhaps another fellow will pick up where I leave off. There are no official requirements to be a sponsor. You qualify if you maintained any length of abstinence and are working the 12 steps to the best of your ability. You sponsor up to your level of experience. Perhaps what is often said about the fourth step can also be said about the 12th step. The only wrong way to do it is to not do it. Willingness to be a sponsor does not necessarily imply that you know how to sponsor, but that you are willing to learn how to sponsor, and that I have agreed to. When I initially found that I was unwilling to sponsor, I searched for the willingness to be a sponsor. For me to remain abstinent, I must be willing to abstain from my binge foods, willing to eat three meals a day and nothing in between, and willing to submit my food log daily, and according to the 12th step, willing to carry the message to those who still suffer. I also must be willing to surrender. Surrender is an act of willingness. While the word surrender is not found in the big book, I believe the concept of surrender is central to the 12 steps and to the whole process of recovery. I must surrender to the fact that I will not sponsor perfectly. While resources are available, I must surrender to the fact that there is not just one text on how to sponsor, nor is there one right way to sponsor. I have to surrender to the real possibility that my sponsees may not become abstinent, to name a few. I worked through the 12 steps in several months, the way I worked with my sponsor was to meet with her once a week, and that's how long it took. It was suggested that I start sponsoring shortly after completing the 12 steps, and I, admittedly, I was terrified to consider that. While I hear credits do not transfer when you join another 12-step program, OA was my first experience with any 12-step program. I felt like I was being asked to teach somebody to ride a bicycle when I could not even ride a tricycle. I felt woefully inadequate to sponsor anyone. My first sponsor decided that she was no longer able to sponsor me due to family obligations, and so I obtained a second sponsor. We, too, went through the 12 steps, and shortly after completing the 12 steps, I again was encouraged to begin sponsoring. While admittedly it still made me nervous, it was not as overwhelming the second time around. I decided to see what resources were available and have provided a list, if Mona could put that in the chat, please, and have provided a list of resources I found helpful. I started by ordering some pamphlets from the bookstore at OA.org. They have a sponsoring kit that you can buy for $3.50, and individual pamphlets can be purchased for 50 cents or 75 cents as well. They talk about how to start sponsoring, how to get someone started, and there are a variety of other materials that are also available. Be reminded that resources purchased from OA.org reference God as a higher power. 
Resources can be purchased inexpensively there. And I have also included in the chat some additional websites that are free to use as well. Most of the websites and materials I provided are not secular. And hopefully this is an area where we will see improvement based on the efforts of this group. I can work around God being the sole higher power found on these websites, but I appreciate that may be a challenge to some. Were you able to put it in the, the chat, Mona? Okay, I just wanted to, to bring up a couple points about some of the resources and hopefully people can see it there. Again, they, two of the sources that I looked at were secularoa.org. As it says, there are podcasts, various literature and articles that could be helpful when you're considering sponsoring as well as similar with secularovereaters.org. So again, as you can see there, um, the bookstoreoa.org is, they have a sponsorship kit, again, the, some additional information. I don't know how many, maybe everybody, maybe nobody, maybe some are familiar with a visionforyou.info. And this is a subset of, I would say a subset of OA. Um, the part that I like in particular is they do, if you go to their website, they have a special edition podcast Every Sunday, they do a podcast that lasts about two hours, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. One person is speaking, and then they've got about 45 minutes worth of questions that people can ask. Again, A Vision for You is highly non-secular. However, if you would search in the search box for this gentleman, and his name is Lori, and it is spelled L-A-W-R-I-E, he is a gentleman that frequently speaks on the special editions that his higher power are concepts such as truth, love, and he's got another one. He does not believe in the typical what, you know, person in the sky God. Um, like I said, he believes in concepts, and I have found his um, podcast to be very helpful. So again, that was another area I looked. The www.aa.org has the online version of the big book. And they also have a pamphlet that's called Questions and Answers to Sponsorship. So again, if people want a little assistance prior to sponsoring, I found that useful as well. There's another site that I just stumbled upon, which is called oasponsor.org. And it is not associated with OA, but by looking at it, you would never know. It appears to be very much associated with OA. And it takes a step-by-step approach and gives you some examples of things that you might want to include potentially when going through the steps. So again, they're not associated with OA, but I did find it helpful. And then there are just some additional ones that do offer study guides. If anybody wants a little structure format, some sort of guidance as they're going through sponsoring. So again, as I was preparing to sponsor, these were some sites that I found helpful and thought I would pass them on. Okay, it often seems to be the case that people sponsor in the way in which they were sponsored, and I do the same. There are as many ways as possible to take people through the steps as there are ways to sponsor. For example, I've heard of worksheets that take people through the steps in a weekend, as well as those who take many months, and probably I've seen even programs where you do one step a month, and perhaps it can take some people longer as well. There are sponsors who require nightly assignments and check-ins, those that read the big book together, and those that have no assignments at all. 
There are sponsors who develop close relationships with their sponsees and those who are all business sharing experience, strength, and hope of working the steps together and nothing more. How you sponsor is up to you. As recovered overeaters, we are charged to carry the message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. The 12 step states, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Be reminded that a spiritual awakening is defined in the big book as a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from compulsive eating. It brings us neutrality around food. The big book tells us our job is to be of maximum helpfulness to others. I sponsored to give what I have so I can keep what I've been given, abstinence and neutrality around food. And equally important to me is the newly found serenity that I am experiencing. I like others in the fellowship joined OA for the weight loss, but stay for the serenity that I have found in working this program. Sponsoring helps me as well as the sponsee. Through sponsoring my own abstinent life can be enriched. As I review the steps with my sponsee, I too remain a student in the material. While I am relatively newly recovered, I am concerned that as time goes by, it may become easy to become complacent. Sponsoring reminds me of what I am, a compulsive eater who used to eat compulsively. We are told in the big book that half measures yield us nothing, and this includes following the 12th and final step. When reviewing various resources for this talk, I was reminded not to expect success and not to fear failure when sponsoring. It is not up to me. I am not responsible for the success or failure of my sponsee. I cannot make someone get abstinent who is not ready, nor can I prevent someone who wants to be abstinent from being so. There is a story in the big book where Bill W. is discussing with his wife that he has been unable to get anyone sober, to which her reply is, you kept yourself sober, point noted. When you are ready to say yes to sponsoring, I suggest you jump in with both feet. You do not have to have the entire 12 steps mapped out. You just need to have the next step. As I take on future sponsees, I will keep the following in mind. That it is important to have clear expectations yet to remain flexible with those expectations. That there isn't just one right way to sponsor. That it is important to listen more than to talk and that either I or my sponsee can end the relationship at any time with no hard feelings. It is said that we must be willing to go to any lengths to succeed in this program, and that includes carrying the message to those who still suffer, and that when we do, we are rewarded with a happy life, a joy we have not felt in some time, and a freedom from food obsession. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa, for that very down-to-earth description of sponsoring. I'm sure that will be very useful for everyone. And what I would suggest is if somebody was willing to volunteer and you could maybe just listen, you don't have to have all the answers. Just Okay. I don't mind listening at all. Is there anybody who might think that someday in the far distant future, years from now, they might think about becoming a sponsor? Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi, Michelle. So um, are you considering sponsoring or or where are you with the process? 
Well, I am new to OA. I just joined in late December, so I have not quite six months in and, you know, barely any real abstinence yet. But I I'm one of the people who is so fortunate to have found a secular sponsor. And so I have thought from the beginning that, you know, someday when I am in a position, you know, with some abstinence and some time and familiarity with the program, uh, I, I really feel like, you know, my next role will be to give back in that way and mm-hmm. to help with people sponsor. So, so yes, I am. Um, it's always uh, sort of in my mind that mm-hmm. that will be something I'll want to do someday. Are there any hesitations as you, and you sound like you're, you know, you have the willingness um, and that you want to get some more time. It sounds like perhaps under your belt, are there considerations or hesitations maybe that you, when you think about sponsoring? Well, yes. And, you know, and your, your talk was great because you addressed a number of those, you know, I wonder about saying the wrong thing or not doing it right. And as you said, you know, you can't make someone be abstinent and you also can't prevent someone from being abstinent if they're ready to be abstinent. Mm -hmm. So people will be abstinent or not abstinent and you're not going to break them or, you know, somehow interfere with that. But I do, yeah, I just do feel like, you know, what, when will I know enough or have something to offer? I think those really are my my hesitations when mm-hmm. when am I qualified mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and I that, that's a good question and and like I said especially the first time I went around uh, did through the 12 steps you know honestly I felt it was absurd for me to even consider sponsoring like I said the the bicycle tricycle was definitely I felt like I, I can't even ride a trike and you're asking me to ride a bike <laughs> you know it was just unreasonable and I, and I wouldn't do it and I really felt it would have been a disservice to somebody I mean I would have been disappointed if I would have gotten me as a sponsor the first time around because I wasn't ready I didn't feel like I did know enough but what I can tell you Michelle is that the second time around I, I felt like I would I'd be okay you know I, and what I did is when I met with my sponsor, you know, or my sponsee, um, actually, I had just reached out to her as, a, oh, if you ever need support, I'd be happy, to, you know, available. And we started talking and we kind of clicked. I would say she, you know, said, oh, would you think about being my sponsor? And I was, I was like, oh, you know, my thought was like, I wasn't calling about that. <laughs> but she asked me and I said, sure, and decided to go for it and decided that, you know, I, I, you know, we talked and she knew what my story was. And it's kind of like, this is what I have to offer you. If you think it's, it would work for you, I'll be happy to give it a shot. And we've done that. Um, and so, you know, it's also comforting to me for me to know. And I did tell her this. If at any point this isn't working for you, please just let me know. No hard feelings. Don't feel like, you know, you're stuck with me and you've got to be with me because you, you know, we have this relationship, you know, so I I guess I would like to think, Michelle, that you'll have, you'll know. And like I said, I certainly by no means felt 100% comfortable with it, but I was much, like I said, the first, after the first round, I wasn't going to do it because I didn't know enough, but three or four months later down the road, I I did know more, you know, I I went to meetings, you know, I looked at very different resources, that sort of thing. So what I can say is that for myself, I did still feel nervous. I was still hesitant, but I did feel like I had something. 
to offer somebody. And as I mentioned, I came for the weight loss, I stay for the serenity. And if someone was looking for weight loss and serenity, I felt like I had something I could offer. And all I can do is do it the way I've been done, you know? And if that doesn't work for that person, you know, that's fine. And there's so many different ways. I'm very black and white. I would love it if it was like, this is how you do it, follow this. You know, that's the kind of person I am. Give me the rules and I'll follow them. You know, this is, I, I don't want to say it's every man for himself because it's not, but there are just so many different ways to sponsor. There really are a lot of different ways out there. And where you find success, I can imagine would be helpful for somebody else. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because no. it sounds to me like there was no one day when you woke up and said, I, you know, as of today, have all the wisdom necessary no, to no. answer. But then it just all. it just organically came about and someone asked and you said, Well, sure, I could yeah, I could do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could just put in a plug a little bit, problem that we face as a secular community is that there aren't a lot of sponsors, right? And so I would hold out because we're holding out these different peer alternatives and co-sponsorship and stuff that you can only sponsor somebody up to what you already have. But if you've been sponsored, if you've been abstinent for a day, you've got more than somebody who doesn't have a day <laughs> or a week more than somebody who doesn't have a week. And it could be very helpful. And if you, if you wanted to call it coast, call it something else, but just to have someone to check in with, you know, and you could go through a workbook or you could just check in every day. How's it going? You know, I mean, I just I, I want to encourage people to consider that for the benefit of new people who don't have a sponsor, but also for your own benefit, because trying to, as Lisa's done such a great job talking about, thinking about another person is good for you. You know, and so I and, you, and you've always got this agreement that Lisa laid out that if this isn't working too well, you get to say, no, let's let's put a check on this for a while and let me see if I, I feel like I need somebody who's got more experience or whatever. You don't have to make an excuse. Now is the time to raise any questions that came up. Rob, do you want to go ahead? Sure. I came, I have about 10 years experience in OA and almost all of that was with a very religious, traditional, reactionary group. So I the, the the plague has been great for me because Zoom variety of meetings has just been fantastic and I've had a really good time. The question that came up for me was my meeting has a unspoken rule that men are supposed to sponsor men and women are supposed to sponsor women. Is that just completely out the window? Is that a thing? Was it ever a thing? Am I 40 years behind the, the times on this? I'm going to say, and, and like I said, I don't doubt that there are going to be some other people that might jump in that have a different thought. But yes, it was a thing. I believe it still is a thing. And I don't think it's a, a bad idea for, you know, males to do males, females to, to sponsor females. I don't think it has to you know, has to be, and it's not a set in stone rule. I just think that there is a lot of sharing, personal sharing of information that I think for some people, some people might be able to handle it very well. It's not an issue, but I, it, to me, it just seems like that could become a sticky wicket. But again, you know, 
you know, nothing in seemingly in these 12 step programs is really 100% kind of rule type of thing. So you're, like I said, I, I believe you would find some people that say, oh no, it's okay. I'm of the school of thought that I think it's probably best just again, as a general rule for males to males, females to females, if, you know, there's, and I do don't doubt there's a shortage. So, you know, to, if you found someone that you feel like would be, that has what you want, that's what they say to ask them to sponsor, you know, that individual would always be able to ask and perhaps say you were looking for a sponsor, you know, they might be of the school of thought that that's fine. So like I said, I, I, I would imagine you're going to hear, you know, kind of both sides still. I don't know if somebody else wants to add their two cents. There might be an issue about people falling in love with their sponsors. That may be part of the reason for that, well, call it a rule or convention. Uh, but of course, that wouldn't apply to gay people. It might be better if they had someone of the opposite sex to sponsor them. Has anybody else who's been in AA a long time got any perspective on this? I want to invite you to come to our secular men's meeting on Thursday morning, 6.30 to 7.30. <laughs> and there are a ton of men's um, groups in OA now. You probably may be aware of the men's OA website that lists them all. My father married his sponsee in AA. Uh, after my mother died, <laughs> so there have been more in AA, I think, than OA. But in OA, there are. The way it tends to run is the, the most frequent problem is men taking advantage of women, given the way sexism operates in the society. Uh, even well-intentioned men, you know, because the oppression is what it is, and. Um, so I think it's good to look for men. It doesn't mean that it couldn't work the other way or that, I, I don't know, I would encourage you to consider that, but not to say, you know, you should never, ever, you know, have, have a trusting relationship with a, a female in no way, especially since we're in such a small, typically in such a small minority. I have a comment to make. Sure. Just a small comment. Women fall in love with women, men fall in love with men, and trans people fall in love with other people. Anybody, you know, it's it's very by a lot of kind of binary talk about this whole thing, mm -hmm. and I feel a bit uneasy. I'm seventy and I'm learning, but you know, it's really about judgment when you meet people and talk to people and being open and honest about feelings that one might have towards someone or, or whatever. It doesn't sound very lucid. I think I've very, it's not very, I haven't been very articulate, so. I appreciate it. I'm old and a little weird in my ways, so um, all that is true. I apologize for people who that wasn't sensitive to. And having done a lot of, with a lot of work on men's liberation, there is some reality to the way in which people who are socialized male have been trained, frankly, to take advantage of people who are not socialized that way. As someone who's new in the program um, and doesn't have a sponsor yet, my feeling um, is that the thing that matters most is that both parties are comfortable. No matter what orientation you have, no matter what your age is, it depends so much just on the, the relationship between sponsor and sponsee, making sure that both are comfortable with, with who it is. I feel like I would be more comfortable with a woman because I feel like she could understand my experience more, but I am bisexual. So that doesn't mean that I wouldn't necessarily fall in love with her. It just means that 
I would be more comfortable because I feel like she would understand me on the the gender level. And so I really just feel like I'm just going to be looking for someone who's comfortable with me as a sponsee and that I want to be comfortable with. The whole idea of the original thing, I think you're probably right, Dama, is that it's probably about like making sure no one takes advantage. It was what I think Jim said, but that they don't fall in love with each other. That probably was part of it. But that's so antiquated now. It started back in the 30s, right? And so we're talking, this is a long time ago. I just feel like as someone who's new, seeing it from like a wide lens instead of being, have a focused lens, just comfort must be the most important thing. Right, thank you. And I thank Lisa very much for her contribution, which has been most interesting. Thank you for joining us today. To hear recordings of other speakers in this series, visit secularovereaters.org. And while you are there, please consider making a donation to support our work. <laughs>